<clears throat> All right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts. Like always, of course, you know, nice Sunday morning so far. Just drinking my coffee, and now I'm gonna do my uh, WWE Friday Night SmackDown review. You know, today looks like it's gonna be a really good day. I'm watching the Cowboys-Giants game in my boy's house. There's a Giants fan. Me and my other boy are Cowboys fans, so it should be a fun one today. We'll see what happens. But uh, let's review SmackDown. And overall, I will say, I thought SmackDown was good. I thought SmackDown was a good episode. I definitely enjoyed it. There are some parts that I didn't enjoy, but I thought it was a good episode, you know. So Raw Raw was bad, Dynamite was good, and SmackDown was good. SmackDown was equally as good as Dynamite. I seriously enjoyed SmackDown. You know, they've been pretty consistent recently with having good episodes. You know, Raw is very inconsistent. We know Dynamite puts out pay-per-view quality shit all the time. It gets very under, underappreciated by casual wrestling fans who just, you know, love to complain about anything. But, um... You know how it is. But SmackDown was really good. And the ratings are going up for SmackDown, which is good right there. It's like, there we go now. People are starting to watch SmackDown more than Raw. It should be a competition like how it was back in the past. But they won't do that. But overall, you know, and tonight was the first... Uh, not tonight, well. Two nights ago was the first night of the draft. And we know tomorrow night is the second night of the draft on Monday Night Raw. We'll see how that turns out. And, um... Alright, so let's start it off right there. Like, we saw Stephanie McMahon come out. First time we've seen her... Actually, at a WWE event in a while. It's been a long time since we've seen her at an event. I know we saw her like on the Titantron back in July when the whole thing with Sasha Bailey and Asuka. Um, so Raw drafted Drew McIntyre first, obviously, and SmackDown drafted Roman Reigns as their first as their first pick. And then I believe it was Asuka who got picked for Raw, obviously, as Roman's champion. And SmackDown drafted. The Monday Night Messiah, or the formerly known as the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. I love this pick right here, seeing Seth Rollins go to SmackDown, because he's been on Raw for, like, his whole career. Well, he was on SmackDown a couple times throughout his career. You know, when, like, Raw and SmackDown weren't brands anymore, they were just, like, shows. They weren't, like, actual brands you compete on and shit like that until, like, 2016 when they started doing that again. But ever since 2016, Rollins has always been on Raw. He's made appearances on SmackDown, but he's never, like, you know been like on SmackDown as like you know on, on the SmackDown brands I'm trying to say but now it's finally like here we go now you know I'm kind of thinking like maybe we'll see Seth versus Roman down the line maybe Seth turns back into a good guy and we see Seth versus Roman at Wrestlemania question mark maybe that happens or maybe we see Seth go after the Intercontinental Championship there's a lot of dream matches on SmackDown for Seth Rollins like Sami Zayn like I mentioned the Intercontinental Champion Could do Seth versus Roman Reigns again you know what you know, they haven't been in the ring against each other in a, in a while, but the times that they have been in the ring, they put on a really good show. Uh, who else could you put in the ring with him? Shinsuke Nakamura, we've had, well, they had that match back at Survivor Series of 2018. It was kind of a letdown, in my opinion. You've got Cesaro. I, th- I think he's wrestling Cesaro. I don't think he's wrestling them one-on-one. But there's a lot of dream matches for Seth Rollins on SmackDown, definitely. And I really loved him going to SmackDown. I seriously was like, I was like, all right, here we go. I loved it right there. It's a whole new thing for him now. He's been on Raw for so long. He needed a change right there. Sometimes you just need a change when you're on the same brand doing the same thing. It's just, it gets, it gets played out. You know what I mean? That's just how I feel. See, who was the last pick? Let's see. 
it was oh the hurt business i forgot about that yeah the hurt business was drafted last monday night raw perfect because you know they're in the feud with retribution i mean i, w- I would have loved to see them on smackdown but then you would have to swap Sami Zayn to raw because lashley's the uh united states champion you can't have you know bull championships on the same brand obviously but yeah the hurt business is on raw they're the best thing on raw so how could you take them off raw <laughs> they can't do that they're the best thing about monday night raw so that's our first round right there. So then we get to our first match of the night with Big E beating Sheamus in the Falls Count Anywhere match. Let me just say, this match was really good. This was a great opener to the show. It was bloody. Like, it was seriously bloody. I was like, wow. And it was brutal. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It was a great match. Big E with a huge win over Sheamus. Now, hopefully, this feud is done. But it was a good match. It really was. And, oh, my God, Sheamus. Was, he was, he, well, we know he's bruised easily because he's so fucking white so obviously bruises so easily but that was something big he was bleeding as well i was like geez these two are really putting all on the line in this match right here well yeah it's true you never see like a boring false count anywhere match you know those matches are gonna be fun and these two put it all on the line they put on a really good match i seriously enjoyed it nothing negative about this match at all i enjoyed it i really did it was a great match to start the show, and I really thought it was good. And Biggie's having a good singles run, but we'll get to that in just a second. I liked him having a singles run, you know, and Sheamus putting him over, you know, like, you know, it's been it's been good, you know. It's kind of like now what's next for Sheamus. I feel like he might feud with Matt Riddle down the line. That's just what I feel, you know, unless they put Sheamus on Raw because he didn't get drafted to any show. So he might get drafted to Raw. Who knows? Maybe it's something new right there. You know, mostly throughout Sheamus' career, he's been on Monday Night Raw, so who knows. But the next after the match right there, backstage, we saw... We saw Big E backstage, and Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are back from injury, and they congratulate Big E on his win. And New Day says they are back to regain the SmackDown Tag Team titles. You know, Biggie kind of looked a little bit annoyed. Well, I mean, I don't think it was... I'm well, not really annoyed. You know, he, went, he did go through a grueling match, you know, with fucking Sheamus. So, but he's kind of seemed like, you know, like they were kind of interrupting his spotlight kind of. He's, he's been enjoying it by himself. And he's been doing good by himself, Biggie. But it is good to see Kofi back from his injury. And it's finally good to see Xavier back from his injury. Because he hasn't wrestled, I think, since like November of last year. So, like a whole year. And Kofi's been out for like... How long has he been out for? He's been out for like a couple months. He's been out for a couple months. He had some time off. Because he got banged up in the, uh, what was it, the table? The tables match with Cesaro and Nakamura. So, yeah. So he's had some time off to heal off his injuries. It is really cool to see them back together, but we'll get to that later. So, the next we saw Jey Uso in the ring calling out the tribal chief, his cousin, the universal champion, Roman Reigns. And, of course, Roman didn't come out. We saw Paul Heyman. On the, you know, on the Titan Tron saying, stop it, stop embarrassing yourself, embarrassing yourself, Jay. You know, this is what's coming to you. And they showed, you know, Roman beating Jay at Clash of Champions. And then we see Roman, after the video show, Roman Reigns talking. You know, he mentions that he still loves Jay. You know, but he hate you know, he still doesn't like how he didn't acknowledge him as the tribal chief. I hope they don't keep recurring with that. Say, like, okay, we get it. He didn't acknowledge you. Like, okay, we don't need to hear it every single week. We get it. We get it. But at Hell in a Cell now, the stipulation is inside the Hell in a Cell match, or inside the Hell in a Cell, it's going to be an I quit match. So no pinfalls, no submissions, no countouts, no disqualifications, obviously. With no, that's, the last two are very obvious. 
it's going to be for the first time ever in the Hell in a Cell, it's going to be an I Quit match. Now, this is going to be good. I actually really like it, to be honest. I saw some people, like, reacting kind of negatively towards it. Only a couple people, not a lot. I'm like, but that's really cool right there. You're inside the cell right there. There's no escape right there. You know Roman ain't going to say I quit. So this is the perfect opportunity for Roman to really, you know, showcase, you know, how much of a badass he really is and how much of a fucking son of a bitch he really is by kicking the shit out of Jey Uso. And that's what he's going to do at Hell in a Cell. And I'm all for it. I can't wait to see it. I really like that stipulation right there. And Roman said after Jay says I quit, there's going to be serious consequences. So I feel like what might happen, I mean, I still know Jimmy's not like fully healthy from his injury, I believe. Like, let's just say I would, I would throw out a scenario if Jimmy was healthy. He probably would come after the match, and then him and Roman, and then he probably would super kick his brother Jay and join Roman. And maybe down the line, Jay winds up joining. Maybe that's what happens. I mean, I don't know. I know Jimmy's not health, fully healthy from his injury, so I don't know if they would do that. If he was, then they probably would do that, but I don't think they will. But they've turned in a storyline, which I was very questionable, questionable about to start off. And I was thinking, like, okay, Jey Uso's getting his first ever, you know, title match. Well, title match, it's not a tag team title match. He's on his own. And they've made this really good. They've, you know, this has been really, really fun to watch. It's been a great storyline. I'd say it's the best thing on SmackDown, obviously. Other than, you know, Bray Wyatt, you know, The Fiend, and Alexa Bliss. They might get moved to Raw, I feel. That's what I feel like is going to happen. Maybe, maybe mess around with Drew McIntyre in the future. But, <laughs> but, um, but no, this has been the best thing on SmackDown. Definitely has been. And I really enjoyed it, you know. And a lot of people are probably going to say, oh, but you don't talk highly of WWE. Like, what's this? Like, you know, it's like you've been, wa- I've been watching WWE since 09. And I've seen a lot of great shit and I've seen a lot of bad shit. This is one of the great shit right here. So, of course, I'm going to praise it. I'm not going to be like, uh, we'll see what happens. When, when a storyline starts off, let me take a sip of my coffee. When a storyline starts off, you don't know what's going to happen. That's why you have to say, well, we'll see what happens. They've done this storyline perfectly. You know, it kind of hasn't, like, dragged along like Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. That storyline's dragged along now. This storyline hasn't. And you could say, oh, well, mate, well, you could say, yeah, because they're cousins, you know, and they have the history right there. So, sure, that's what makes the storyline really cool. Just with Randy Orton and McIntyre, it keeps dragging along and dragging along. It's like, all right, can we end this already, please? But, you know... It's going to be great at Hell in a Cell. Let's see what happens. All right, so round two now in the draft, we saw AJ Styles get drafted to Raw. And for various reasons, because we know he has problems with Paul Heyman when AJ Styles was back on Raw in the past. And uh, when Paul Heyman was producing Raw, you know, Paul Heyman reportedly lied to AJ Styles and uh, Gallows and Anderson about some shit right there. And we know AJ called him out. So, nice back on Raw now. We saw Sasha Banks get drafted to SmackDown, obviously. She has SmackDown Women's Championship match with Bayley on the show. We'll get to that. We saw Naomi get drafted to the Raw. We know Naomi's recovering recovering from her from her injury, so we'll definitely see her soon on Monday at Raw. And we saw MVP tease it on Twitter with Naomi joining the Hurt Business. He had, like, the eyes emoji right there. Like, I mean, I would not mind seeing that. That would be really cool to, you know, add a woman, add a woman into the Hurt Business and adding Naomi. I'm fine with that because the you know Retribution has women in their group like Mia Yim. They had Mercedes Martinez, but apparently she got sent back down to NXT. But you have Mia Yim in there, so there you go. It evens up the odds. I, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. We also saw Bianca Belair get drafted to SmackDown. We know her and Bailey were kind of teasing some shit on social media as well. So it's like, all right, let's hope they actually have Bianca wrestle. 
instead of doing these stupid segments with her. It's not, it's just not funny. You know, we're tired of seeing this whole vintage things. Like, let her wrestle. Just let her wrestle. I want to see her wrestle. She's a good wrestler. You're going to make people lose interest in her right away. I'm just saying, that's what's going to happen. I'm, I haven't lost interest in her, but I want to see her wrestle. Like, every single other person in the world that watches WWE, they want to see her wrestle. I mean, come on. She was great in NXT. She has so much potential. Use her correctly. Stop with this whole stupid vintages thing. Oh, my God. And then we saw Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, get drafted to Raw. But they could defend it on any brand they want, so it doesn't really matter, to be honest. But that was pretty cool. All right, so next we saw Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle beat The Miz and John Morrison. This was a really cool match right here. It was a cool tag team with Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. They had a great connection as a tag team in the ring. I liked it. I thought it was good. I was like, oh, this was fun. That was a fun match that was thrown out there right there because, like, Matt, Matt Riddle, like, teased it, like, on Twitter saying, oh, I don't know how long I'll be on SmackDown for, or, like, how Jeff Hardy will be on SmackDown, whatever. Like, let's team up, and that's what happened. Miz and Morrison made fun of it, and it led to that match, and it was a fun match. I enjoyed it. There was no bullshit at all. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there, there just needs to not be any bullshit when you wrestle because nobody pays to watch a wrestling show. People who, you know, who would go to a wrestling show, nobody pays to see a disqualification or a count out. Nobody does. When you think of all the great time, all time great matches like imagine wrestlemania 28 the rock versus john cena ended in disqualification or count out you would be pissed you would be super super pissed if that was to happen imagine that or what other great matches like you know not even just like wrestlemania like what if like what if cm punk versus john cena at money in the bank ended in a stupid way what if del rio would have actually cashed in right there that would have been it instead of cashing at SummerSlam. It ruins the match. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, disqualification counts ruin matches or interferences. They ruin matches. They just do. It's just, it's stupid. But overall, overall, I enjoyed the match. It was a great tag team match. You know, I loved how Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle had that special connection. They, were, they did poetry in motion not once but twice. So that was really cool. Um... Yeah, so that was really cool. That was a great tag team match. And then after the match, we saw somebody return. Another person return. Lars Sullivan. We haven't seen Lars Sullivan, I believe, since like June of last year. So this was actually pretty cool to see, you know. I actually almost forgot that he even existed or was even on the main roster. Like, I legit forgot about that. Like, I'm not going to lie. So I was kind of like, uh, all right, so Lars Sullivan's back, and he destroyed Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, and The Miz. Morrison left Miz high and dry, basically, after, like, Lars Sullivan dragged him back into the ring. So it's kind of like, okay, like, what will they do with him now? I, I mean, to be honest, I feel like you could see, I could definitely see Lars Sullivan face Roman Reigns down the line. I would like to see that match. Because I think they were supposed to do Lars Sullivan and Kofi Kingston last year when Kofi was champion. But there was a whole lot of shit about Lars Sullivan. He got hurt. And there was a whole lot of things that came out about him. Like him saying some racist shit. And they were saying that he was like in a, a porno. But not like, you know, a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I mean. Like, you know, so it's like there was a lot of shit coming out about him. And shit he said about Stephanie McMahon. And then Stephanie McMahon was talking about him after... After he attacked them, like, oh, Lars Sullivan's back. That was just awkward as hell. 
and Triple H liked a tweet apparently about him in the past. I was like, or not in the past, but he liked it that night about something in the past about Lars Sullivan. I was like, oh, I mean, why would you bring him back? He knew there was going to be trouble bringing him back, to be honest. It's, uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to feel weird, but I would like to see, you know, because he is, he is a really good wrestler, Lars Sullivan. I think he's a good wrestler, in my opinion. I feel like him, him and Roman Reigns can have a really good match. And he seems like a good guy, Lars Sullivan, in a way. You know, all the shit they said in the past, you know, you know, people know that he has suffered from, like, anxiety and stuff like that. And people have asked him, like, how to deal with it. And he actually helps people, like, on Instagram, you know. When I've seen the comments, like, he just tells people to relax and everything. Because there was actually a rumor that he was supposed to face John Cena at WrestleMania 34. But apparently he got too anxious over it and it just didn't happen. They kind of just blew it away. I don't know if that's true at all. I mean, it could be, you know, I'm, I'm not, I mean, do I believe it? I mean, I'm 50-50 on it, you know, you know how the dirt sheets are. I mean, I'm not too sure if it's true or not. It could be, it might not be. But, I mean, we'll see what happens to him coming back. He's like our modern day, like, Snitsky. Because, you know, Snitsky, overall, I didn't think he was that great of a wrestler, to be honest. I thought he was just a great big man. But you got Lars Sullivan, who's very athletic. He's a great wrestler. So, we'll see what happens. But now, round three in the draft, we saw Ricochet get drafted to Raw. We saw Jey Uso obviously get drafted to SmackDown. So Mandy Rose drafted to Raw, but she got traded to Raw. So why would you put her back on SmackDown? So she's back. On, she's so she's officially on Raw. Ray and Dominic Mysterio get drafted to SmackDown. I was like, oh, they're really gonna continue this storyline. They're really gonna put this storyline on SmackDown now. When SmackDown's getting good, when SmackDown is getting good. Now you're doing the story. You're still doing the storyline. Really? Even Seth Rollins before the interview when he got drafted to SmackDown, I was talking about, oh, I don't have to see Dominic and Ray anymore. And then, boom, there you go. It's like, really? Why are they continuing this stupid storyline for? This storyline's been going on since May. They should have ended it right there at SummerSlam when Seth beat uh, Dominic. That should have been it. Seth putting an end to Ray and Dominic. That's it. That's all there is to it. I mean, yeah, sure, it is setting up something cool between Ray and Dominic, which hopefully they do pretty soon. I would love to see that. Ray and Dominic, you know, have a match at WrestleMania. I keep talking about that. They should do Father vs. Son at WrestleMania. Maybe that's the plan. I'm not too sure, but we'll see what happens. And then we saw Miz and Morrison get drafted to Raw. So now they're off SmackDown. I mean, they were one of the best things on SmackDown, but now they're going to Raw. So, you know, I just want to see Miz... And Morrison go back to being singles competitors. You know, I really wish they kind of would have separated them instead of, you know, a certain tag team we're going to talk about in a little while. You know, because I just want to see... I, I, I would have rather seen Miz on SmackDown, to be honest. I just compete for the Intercontinental Championship because that's been his title for a very long time. And I would like to see Morrison have a run with, like, Drew McIntyre on Raw. Maybe even try him versus Lashley, you know. You could try something like that. You could try something like that. But... It is what it is. So then we saw Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. And this match was a garbage fest. It was a five-minute match, and Sasha Banks won by disqualification. It was like, why would you advertise a really good match, a pay-per-view quality type of match, and it was that bad? Like, real, like you knew something stupid was going to happen. Because Bailey hit Sasha with the chair. As you escaped the ring from the, the bank statement, and then she hit it with the chair. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, really? 
That's how that's how you're going to end that match. That's how you end it. Why? Why even do that for? Why even put the match on TV? You should have just saved it for Hell in a Cell. You should have just done that. Why, why do it on SmackDown have such a stupid ending? You couldn't, you know I me? Mean, come on. Really? I really thought maybe Sasha was going to win because it was Eddie Guerrero's birthday and, you know, she idolized Eddie growing up, but no. Well, she won the match, but she didn't win the title. So stupid right there. Bailey is just... Her reign as champion has been horrible. It really has been. It's been boring. You could say, oh, but everybody complains when someone has a long title reign. No, not everybody complains about that. Like, look at AJ Styles, how he had a long title reign. But his title reign was still good because he put on good matches. Despite even though he faced, like, Nakamura four times, like Samoa Joe four times. And he faced... Well, then he dropped it to Daniel Bryan. You know, but, like... But at least he's having he was having good matches. Bailey, no, Bailey, every one of every match she's had, she always had help from Sasha or she cheated to win. It was never like beating somebody clean. Even though AJ's a baby was a baby face at the time and Bailey's a heel. We understand the heels are gonna do different type of tactics to win, but it's not every time. You don't have to cheat every single time just because you're a heel. You know, you could be a baby face. I mean you could still be not a baby face, you could still be a heel and win a match clean. You know, it's it's possible. Like it's not that hard. But um, it, it is what it is. But later on in the show, Sasha Banks did challenge Bailey to a match at Hell in a Cell for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And yesterday morning, they announced it. So at Hell in a Cell, inside Hell in a Cell, we will see Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So we got three title matches inside Hell in a Cell. Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in an I Quit match inside Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship. And now Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. So that'll be good. So then next we saw the New Day face uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And the New Day won. The New Day are now nine-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Seven-time SmackDown Tag Team Champions, to be exact. Seven-time SmackDown Champions. Tag Team Champions. You know, a lot of people were really mad about this on Twitter, to be honest, or just social media in general. I saw a lot of people mad. But the New Day, you know, even though I kind of got tired of the New Day winning titles here and there, but they're always entertaining with the belts. They always are. They're always entertaining with the with the titles. They always are. It's kind of a shame for Cesaro Nakamura, who had a good run for the last three months as champions. But, and overall, I thought the match was good. New Day always puts on good matches in the ring, despite, you know, even, not despite. Why do I say despite? What the fuck? New Day always puts on good matches with, like, Cesaro and, you know, not throwing Nakamura in the mix makes it great. So that was a really good match. But here's what really pissed me off after the match. We saw Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, get drafted to Raw. So how does that make any sense? They got drafted to Monday Night Raw as as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That does not make any sense. Like, how are they going to defend the titles on a different brand? How are you going to do that? That doesn't make any sense right there. That makes no type of sense. I feel like they're going to have to vacate the titles. That's what it feels like, right? Like, isn't that kind of stupid, to be honest? Or wouldn't you just put New Day back on SmackDown then? They won the tag team title, so why would... But it's a different brand, so wouldn't you just, like, put them back on Raw? I mean, jeez, uh, wow, Jesus. Wouldn't you just keep them on SmackDown? That does not make any sense. 
how I would have done it though, if if you wanted to draft Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods to Raw, if you wanted to like separate the New Day, then Kofi and Xavier should not have won the tag team titles. They should not have won, and that could have been the way to do right there. That could have been the way to do it. You could think, oh, they're gonna bounce back, but then nope, they're not gonna bounce back. But now you just gave them the titles. Now it's like, it doesn't create confusion for the creative team, or whatever. It creates confusion for the fans. Thing like, okay, so. They just won the SmackDown Tag Team titles and then they got drafted to Raw. How does that make any sense? Like, how does that make any sense? That doesn't make any type of sense. It's just weird right there. And Big E got drafted to SmackDown, so now the New Day is officially separated. It's like, that's not the way to do it right there. Like, if you want to do it, I'm talking about WWE's way to do it. They should not have had Xavier and Kofi win. But how I would have done it then, I'll say how I would have done it, you know, you could have had somebody turn heel in the New Day eventually. You could have kept them all together. Maybe you could have had Big E turn heel and say, you know what, this is my singles run right here, and I'm tired of you guys, you know, holding me down. That's how you could have done it right there, but they didn't do it. They did it a complete opposite way. It's even more stupid how they gave Xavier and Kofi the tag team titles, the SmackDown tag team titles, and drafted drafted them to a different brand. That does not make any sense. It really doesn't. It's a stupid... It is so stupid right there. That's, you know, bad booking right there by WWE. It's a bad booking right there. The creative team... I don't know what type of crack they're on the creative team, but that was bad. That was bad. Horrible way to separate them. We know... It's just horrible. Maybe they'll move New Day back to SmackDown because it makes sense. They're the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So what do you do with the Street Profits on Raw who are the Raw Tag Team Champions? You're going to move them to SmackDown? And when you have just like swap championships, like, oh, here, you're the Raw Tag Team Champions, and we're the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I swear, if they do stupid shit like that, that does not make sense. That doesn't make sense, though. You're going to have to do like a tournament on SmackDown right there for the Tag Team titles. They're probably going to have to vacate the titles next week. I mean, they're probably going to have to. Because you can't defend it on Raw. It makes no sense. It's different with the Women's Tag Team Championships because you could defend it on any brand. These are a brand titles right here. It's just, it's so stupid. It really is. We also saw Dana Brooke get officially drafted to Raw. Otis drafted to Mr. Money in the Bank. Otis drafted to SmackDown. Angel Garza drafted to Raw. No really surprise there, to be honest. And then backstage, speaking of Otis, we saw Otis backstage with Tucker. And Otis is presented with a continuance, meaning the trial has been delayed. Well, obviously, they're going to... They have nothing to do with the storyline now because you just moved Miz and Morrison to Raw. And now you have Otis on SmackDown. So how does that make any sense? How are you going to continue the storyline? You basically just... I don't even know what the hell they're doing right here with this storyline now. Why would you move Miz and Morrison to Raw and you keep Otis on SmackDown? Wouldn't you have just moved Otis to Raw then if you want to continue it? Now this is just getting stupid now. Like, well, like really, just end this shit. End this shit already, okay? Either have Otis keep the money in the bank briefcase and cash in or give it to somebody else and they'll cash in eventually. Like, alright? Like, enough with this shit. But then we did see Sasha Banks say Bailey is a coward and going to challenge her to a Hell in a Cell match with SmackDown Women's title at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And we know later on... And we uh, will see... Um, we will see that in Hell in a Cell they announced it yesterday. We'll see that because they announced it yesterday. And next next Friday on SmackDown, we got two big matches right here. We got the New Day farewell match against Sheamus, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. So that'll be fun. 
We'll see what happens if the New Day vacate the titles. And for the Universal Championship, we see, we'll see Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. So Braun Strowman's officially getting his rematch. So officially, it looks like Strowman... I feel like Strowman is going to get drafted to Raw on Monday, but this is like, you know, he's getting his rematch, though. At least that's fair. It's fair he's getting his rematch. So that'll be a good match. Roman Reigns and Strowman have always put on great matches. So this match will be great. So now we get to our main event right here. The Fiend versus Kevin Owens. And this match was great. I like this right here. This was a good match. The Fiend got the win over Kevin Owens. It was nice to see The Fiend actually wrestle on SmackDown on free TV. And it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Getting to see The Fiend like no-sell a lot of shit. It was cool. And Kevin Owens, you know, this is a good match. This was really fun. It was a great season of the main event. I didn't think it was going to be the main event. I felt like it was going to be like Bailey and Sasha. But it wasn't, so... This was fun. It was a good main event. I enjoyed it. You know, it feels good to enjoy WWE because these days it's hard to enjoy that. You know, with you know, with all the control Vince McMahon has and all the dictatorship. You know, he's a real dictator, Vince McMahon. He really is. He's a son of a bitch billionaire. He really is. But you know what? It's good to see when they actually put on good product on the on the show. You know what I mean? Like it's just like. You know, and I'm allowed to complain because I've been watching this for so many years, you know, 11 years, and there's definitely people that watch it longer than I have. But it's okay to complain. But there's nothing to really complain about SmackDown, you know, with this episode, other than the New Day right there. It's like, why would you separate them like that for? That's not the way you, you, you could have done it. You could have done it so much better with Big E turning heel or something. That would have made more sense. You could have led to like a triple threat match between these guys. Seriously, it would have been really cool to watch. You know, that's what they should have done, but they didn't do it. But overall, the main event right here between The Fiend and Kevin Owens, and we know before the match, we saw Alexa Bliss and Kevin Owens backstage, and Alexa Bliss saying, let him in. It's like, this is getting good. This is getting good right here. And the match overall was good, you know. It's like, you know, with The Fiend, I really felt like his character was buried after he lost to Goldberg. At fucking the Super Showdown in February. That was one of the worst shit ever. I didn't actually see the... I actually saw the, that match, actually. I didn't see the whole show. I watched highlights of the match, like, towards the end of it. It was only a four-minute match. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was at my friend's house when I saw that Goldberg won the title. And I was so pissed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And they actually gave The Fiend the title at the other Super Showdown in October. I think it was on Halloween. That's when The Fiend won the uh, Universal title from uh, Seth Rollins. And that was cool. And I watched that match and it was good. But overall, when he lost to Goldberg, I thought he was buried. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Why would you give the title to an old man like Goldberg, Oldberg, when you could have done the Fiend versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? We know Roman Reigns uh, didn't wrestle WrestleMania because, you know, due to, you know, safety precautions with, you know, COVID, it was a smart idea for him to do that. So then we could have we legit gotten the Fiend versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania right there. That's how they could have done it. That's who the Fiend could have lost to. And then the Fiend could have gotten his revenge at Extreme Rules. At, 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 at Extreme Rules. Um, at at SummerSlam. There you go. That's how they could have done it. But they didn't do it that way. They didn't want. They wanted to do Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I would have been just as fine if there was no COVID. Or let's just say there was no, there was no pandemic. Everything was, you could say, normal. And they would have had WrestleMania in Tampa instead of at the Performance Center. And if everything was fine, there was no pandemic, no COVID, no nothing... I would have been perfectly fine with Roman beating The Fiend. I would have been perfectly fine. It would have completed his comeback story. Well, he completed his comeback story when he won a payback, when he won the Universal title payback. That's how he could have completed it right there. 
And I'm just saying if there was no COVID at all, no pandemic, none of that at all. I'm just saying. That's how they could have done it. But no, they really wanted to do Goldberg versus Reigns. That match would have lasted, like, what, like, two minutes, probably? Like, come on. Seriously, that would probably have been the main event of WrestleMania. That would have been so bad right there. It would have been so dumb. Battle of the Spear. Roman Reigns would break Goldberg in half. You see how big Roman is? If this was, like, prime Goldberg, if you had, if you had Goldberg go back into a time machine and bring back 90s Goldberg, that's different. 90s Goldberg was stiff. This Goldberg, Roman would run right through him. He would break his ribs. Like, legit. Legit, he would destroy him. Goldberg would be hurt. I'm shocked Strowman didn't fucking break him in half. <clears throat> like, seriously. But, you know, ever since, you know, after the Fiend... Well, you, you know, they had the Firefly Funhouse match with, with John Cena. Even though it really wasn't a match, it was a story. It was fun, though. I liked it. It was really fun. Ever since then, he's just he's been doing much better, you know, Bray Wyatt in general. He did win the Universal title back, but then he lost it seven days later to Roman Reigns. That's just the one problem I had right there, but I believe on Raw, we're going to see The Fiend get drafted to Raw with Alexa Bliss, and I think he's going to challenge Drew McIntyre. That's just my... They kind of tease The Fiend and Roman, but I think we're going to see The Fiend versus Drew. And you could do it like, well, because Survivor Series will be like Raw versus SmackDown. So you could do that TLC. Or even the Royal Rumble. Or maybe they're going to save maybe they're gonna save that for WrestleMania. If Drew doesn't drop the title. But we'll see what happens. So overall, main event was good. SmackDown in general, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. So Raw was bad. Dynamite was good. And SmackDown was good. We got a lot to look forward to next week in wrestling. Or this week coming up, you know, because tomorrow night on Raw is night two of the draft. So we'll see what happens there. On Wednesday with Dynamite, the anniversary show, and we got every title on the line, except the FTW Championship. Maybe they'll throw in an FTW title match. And on SmackDown, we got the season premiere right there. So we got a lot of good wrestling coming up this week. We got a lot of good wrestling with Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown. I feel like Raw is going to be the least liked this week. Just That's just my opinion. I feel like Raw is going to be average at best, in my opinion. Dynamite, I feel like it's going to be good, and I feel like SmackDown is going to be good. Actually, no, I feel like I feel like Dynamite and SmackDown is going to be really good. I, re- I really believe that. Because you got two colossal main events right there. Like Dynamite, you have John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the AEW World Championship. And on, on SmackDown, you have Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Those are two colossal matches right there. Those are equally good. I'm not even going to say which one will be better. Those are equally good matches as main events right there. Just imagine if Seth Rollins was still on Raw and he was, like, WWE champion defending the title right there. Wouldn't that have been so ironic? I remember the Shield right there defending their titles. But what are you going to do? But overall, good episode of SmackDown. We'll see what happens this week in wrestling. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. And I will talk to you guys. Is there any other episodes? Anything else to talk about? Just trying to think real quick. We know we know game six tonight is between the Lakers and the Heat. If the Lakers win, they'll be the NBA champions. If the Heat win, they force a game seven for Tuesday. So if the Lakers win the finals tonight, I'll talk about them tomorrow. Uh, if they don't, then the next episode will be my Monday Night Raw review on Tuesday. A lot of rest, a lot of good wrestling to talk about this week and possible and talking about the NBA Finals winner. So either we'll see new champions tonight on Tuesday night. So we'll see what happens. But I do hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hope you guys have a great day. And I'll talk to you either tomorrow or Tuesday. See you then.